So this is the uh, second part of this week's uh, episode or whatever because it went so goddamn long. So if you haven't listened to part one, go fucking do that. Like, why the fuck would you pick part two instead of part one first? But yeah. You guys are getting two episodes this week. Yeah. By accident. Completely by accident. But, you know. Right. All right. Cool. Well, enjoy, guys. We're the Bolsheviks. What's up, Jordan? Almost lost something in my pants. You got to do the dance. Yeah, I'm clenching. That's okay. It was just. You have to go pee. No. No, he has a poopy. Opposite. He left his pizza out all night. Now he's afraid that he got food poisoning. Well. Well, if you got if you got to pee. You better, uh, better hope I don't turn it to, um, you know, turn it into hydrochloric acid with a magical spell, because Lord knows that's one of the things that I'm going to teach you tonight how to do. All no, right, let's kidding. let's do this because I'm so excited for this little masterclass we're about to have. Okay. All right. So, I'm, I want to start. I want to start it off with this, which is um, in the intelligence community. One of the things that they do is trolling. And back in the day, they didn't have no Facebook. They didn't have no 4chan. They didn't have no Reddit. So you can't really post. Um, you can't, you know, you can't really post a labor, uh, uh, you know, you can't, you can't post a labor document, uh, a leaked labor document on Reddit and then, you know, see it and then say, hey, should we say this is uh, fake and from the Russians uh, to mess with them? And, you know, your buddy looks at the computer and, 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 and you know, you're in the Pentagon and, and you look around and you say, yeah, sure, we should we should, we should absolutely, absolutely should. And you contact the people at Reddit and then lo and behold, uh, you know, the Reddit people say this is this this is fake. This this was posted from the Russian government, even though it's not. And lo and behold, you got a propaganda game going on and thousands of people believe it. And then you've got some uh, manufactured consent in this little, uh, you know, stew that you're cooking up and. Back in the day, in the seventies, it wasn't that. <laughs> no nah, shit, we lost you. <laughs> I wish that people could see the screenshot right now. It's really good. I'm gonna see if I can take a picture Draw of dick. it. Draw dick. <laughs> Draw dick. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Um, oh. Did we actually lose it? He, so what happened to him is what happened to me that one time, right? Yeah, I'll give it like another minute or two, and then if not, I'm just going to – I mean, I don't know. We can let this ride out. This is actually pretty entertaining for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, you're back. Okay, cool. Oh, did you, wait, did I drop out? Yeah, you dropped yeah. out uh, right after you said in the 70s. Okay. So we'll take it from there. Okay. So in the 70s, you really had to uh, go to some extra lengths to mess with someone. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly uh, what the CIA and the KGB uh, did. And they both fucked around and they both found out. And what they both found out is that uh, they wasted their absolute time. And but we're going to but uh, on this journey, uh, we're going to meet some interesting characters. We're going to talk about some really weird things that those of these people did um, because they did some really weird things. So uh, recently uh, there was some declassified documents uh, from the CIA uh, that I saw a discussion about on Reddit and I decided to look them up. And the document that I was linked to is called the CIA 
Soviet and Eastern European parapsychology research. Uh, and this was an article that was written by this guy, Thomas C. Hamilton, April 1977. And basically what parapsychology is, is a study of mental phenomena, which is ex which are excluded from or inexplic inexplicable by orthodox scientific psychology. And this could be like hypnosis, telepathy, black magic, um, trying to uh, move parts of the U.S. space station with your mind to destroy it. Oh, remote uh, viewing, there's so much. It's so much fun when you get into all this quasi-MK-Ultra. Yeah, I'm going to get into remote viewing. It's going to get really weird. Um, so in the forward report, what they really say is that there's no actual... Uh, there's going to be a lot of things here that I'm going to talk about that there's there's at the time there was no there was nothing that they could compare it to a lot of these studies that were done in the soviet union uh there are some studies that you could look to the u.s and see comparable studies or look to another country and find comparable studies uh but a lot of this is just the united states outright saying the the soviets are researching this and it's fucking freaking us out and it's really weird um and <laughs> The study by this was done by the CIA, or the it was actually done by the DIA, which is the department, uh, which I believe is a part of the CIA. But the DIA, uh, it was the Scientific and Technical Intelligence Research Committee, uh, wrote that uh, that a new direction uh, uh, in science lies in the area of parapsychological research. So they were absolutely interested in this to begin with. Um, and the CIA noted that there actually was no clear, no clear quality or intent of the research, um, but uh, they had limited info out of what was coming out of the Soviet Union, so they just compiled everything they possibly could. Is this around the same time as the Mick Ultra? Oh yeah, we are. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm actually not going to talk about MK Ultra, but I am going to talk about a different CIA uh, project that they pursued. Okay. Um, MK Ultra. This might have been related to MK Ultra, um, but you, you could probably safely assume that some of these projects are taking acid. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, but I mean, when I say taking acid, I mean taking acid would just be a taking acid would be like a number just in the entire equation of what they're trying to do. Uh, like uh, taking acid would have been uh, just just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what they were doing because they were taking acid sort of for a reason. You will see that they were like that these research environments are actually really structured and really controlled, um, and there's a lot of them. There's a surprising a lot of them. Uh, so uh, there's actually four, actually five. I'm gonna, uh, they say there's four in the report, but to be honest, there's actually five because they talk about one other thing, but they don't really elaborate on that. And I'll go into why because I, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's really interesting that they mentioned it in the report. But the things that they talk about is number one, uh, telepathy, and this is the most important thing that they researched, and also it was which is info between that passing mentally between a sender and a receiver, and this. They, the Soviets actually did a lot of work on this, and they had a lot of success. They did it, um, and you'll find out what they did. 
but they were really successful. And in this report, the U.S. is not happy about it. Um, second was clairvoyance, which they had moderate success. You could say that's the second tier. And that's really like perception about events and the future uh, or, uh, you know, uh, trying to see objects in a different room uh, or trying to, you know, a person in a different room or trying to find an active, an active sender. Uh, precognition is the third, which is predictions of the future. Uh, psychokinesis, which is trying to influence matter with your own mind. Uh, and we actually uh, attempted, uh, we, we attempted a lot of research into psychokinesis. Uh, the CIA did, but it didn't all work out. And then the fifth is black magic. And uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Interesting. Um, did you get a lot of this from like Alex Jones or like Eddie Bravo or you just, this is something you just researched? Yeah. So I, I, I saw the article when I was, I knew I wanted to go, I want I knew I wanted to go on the pod and I was talking to Robert about, okay, uh, about something. So I, uh, just dove down this rabbit hole after reading this and I was like, Oh, I think I, I think I could have something to talk about. And it, it got a little bigger, but this first part is all from the, uh, it's all about that, um, recently released, uh, CIA, uh, Soviet and Eastern European parapsychological report that they wrote in uh, at the end of the 70s. Interesting. And this is a real report? Yes. This How is, is uh, this, yeah, it's by, um, it's by this group, uh, the Central Intelligence Agency. It's a group of people that have never lied in their entire lives. So it's a really, uh, you know, accurate article. Um, I, I trust everything it says. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I, might. <laughs> I might. Because I might, I might. Because it's really, there are some things in this article that I'm just going to say uh, that are... Uh, you you of, said an article and then you said a report. So well, there's so, a difference, right? Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's In this report, there's, there's some stuff in this report that really gets into... Um, other that other like specific people and i had to pause for a moment and then i uh and then i had to find some other research articles about this specific person i got you okay uh but the findings in this report uh was that it was staffed by uh, incredibly competent scientists and technicians uh they had about 10 research units and that you know the maximum was 100 people on a on a staff those were the really, really big labs, and but some some labs were really small. Some labs were only five people, and some labs weren't even labs themselves. They were uh, libraries or facilities or even personnel uh, storage places. Uh, uh, and the greatest potential that the Soviets had was clairvoyance and telepathy, uh, and psychokinesis was sort of a remote third. Uh, because they were really interested in finding out about how to sabotage uh, remote electronic security uh, in the United States. Um, and uh, if you could imagine what that is, is a sort of like lay, lay on hands technique, like D&D style, where they wanted to be able to have a human sort of like uh, Emperor Palpatine zap, uh, you know, electronic devices to destroy them or to break break into places. And you said they had success in this? 
Uh, well, uh, that is the idea. I'm going to get into this later. But it's in um, the report, the report says that yeah. they could do it. Yeah. Robbie. Why do you got that smug-ass smile on your because face? Because this is so, face? like, just, tro like, historical trolling is the funniest shit. Yeah. So they say that there were five research centers, and all the research centers pretty much are associated by, like, a letter and a uh, number. And there were uh, five applied research centers, which are active labs that were doing something, which is A1, B1, uh, M3, M5, and N1. And then is that there where my steak sauce comes from? Yeah, so the, uh, the, yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, the, and then also the, vi the vitamin they, they made, uh, I'm, and then there were two, uh, small research centers, uh, L1 and L2, uh, and then one assessment facility of psychics, which was, which was labeled M1. I thought that that is the most interesting one, and you'll find out how that works out. That's part of the whole system. And then they had one black magic facility called M4, which I think is actually a very particular person's facility. And I think they were keeping a close eye on him because uh, they were a little freaked out by him. Imagine like how much fun this would be to be working in the government in the 70s. And like, what are you doing? Like with your fucking science degree. And you're like, I am going to see if this little girl can light a match from across the room. Yeah, yeah, and they're typing this up, and they're just like, I don't know, honey. Uh, I Sometimes I don't even know if this is real. Sometimes I feel as if my coworkers are giving me joke reports to write up, you know, and they're absolutely, you know, it's this. It's so tight. So. So the weird thing about the Soviet Union and like paranormal stuff like uh, this parapsychology stuff is that for a little while it was actually not 100 percent legal to study and during the mid uh 1960s for some reason they really taught they decided to do a 180 and they then tolerated uh the idea of uh this this idea of Soviet, uh, you know, it's like parapsychology. And then in, and then at the end of the 60s, they did the complete reverse, and they said, no more of this shit. We don't want to uh, delve into it. But the entire time, but after 1968, they decided, okay, we're actually going to make some really, you know, we're going to make these, these letter number institutions, and we're going to have these uh, really smart... Uh, interdisciplinary scientists and technicians that could build, uh, you know, crazy institutions that end up being named stuff called like the Institute for Problems of Information Transmission <laughs> in Moscow, which is really, really weird. And essentially, these places would be scientists and technicians working together to try to develop devices that, you know, could mimic a sort of uh, what a psychic could do. How private were these? you'll find out uh as with anything there's sort of a level of privacy uh, when it comes to stuff like this uh when it comes to weird research shit uh but it to me it's a lot of this stuff was surprisingly there's uh, not classified and also listed as not classified which to me is weird you know so this is this is not real this is trolling to make us think that they were correct or think that they were 
real, right? Is that what you're saying? Who knows? I don't, yeah, that is the question. Uh, like, as, as I'm going to read more of this to you, I hope we could uh, find out what, if the, if what parts of this report are, you know, real and what parts are fake because, uh, because they, they end up getting in contact with a lot of people from the Soviet Union. And a lot of the times the conversations don't make a lot of sense that are talked about in this report, at least to me. Okay. Um, but to go on about what actually they researched, to get into like the results, like the actual like the mm, of what they did, is uh, remote viewing to start it off. Clairvoyance is probably like the things that is the thing that they took away from this. If there's one thing that they could point to, uh, the Soviets won the Cold War in terms of of you know doing this remote viewing, which is because in the report they just straight up say the Soviets have, have successfully produced improved remote viewing capabilities using these diverse procedural methods. So, and by, when I say remote viewing, you should just, I'm just, you should just use the word clairvoyance. It's that, that is what it's, that is what it is. I was just going to ask. Yeah. And uh, they were researching dermal optics, uh, which is something uh, that is a skin vision, was what they called it, which is identifying colors or reading newspaper print through touch. And so they were trying to sort of mimic a photographic memory, but through touch, which is really weird. And then they had this weird Kirk Kirkland um, high-volt photography uh, electromagnetic study that they were also trying to study uh, auras and people's, like, what auras people generated when they were happy, sad, had a broken leg, uh, were confused. And they did find that people did generate different auras when exposed to this, like, highly radioactive uh, photography uh, electric. Uh, yeah. Mood ring, right? Uh, what did you say? Mood rings? Is that what mood rings are? Uh, I don't I don't know what a mood ring. I, I thought mood rings were like rocks that like uh, sort of like a sea glass that like then change colors. I don't think mood rings reveal. Don't those reveal your probably, work? I, I think CIA probably invented mood rings. If that gives you an idea of where we're going. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um so the only downsides of their Robbie, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. What you think? Ro Robbie's got this smug ass look on his face. He needs to fucking stop it. I'm enjoying <laughs> myself, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. He's, probably, right. he's probably really stoned right now. And this is all this is a lot to take in. So hey. uh here's the weird here he, so remember you asked earlier about uh you know it's um the converse, you know, it's like people that we were going to meet and how much of it is trolling and how much of it makes sense. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. And is that, uh, is that they write in a report that two visiting Soviets did contact the CIA and they did want to sit down with the CIA. And so they did. And one was a cosmonaut and one was a space systems engineer. And what they asked the CIA, they thought was really, really weird. Because they were asking them about uh, 
the what they're asking about is a you know it's like prominent if the u.s were if the u.s was looking into researching into uh enhancing paranormal abilities through remote viewing and when the u.s when when they said no we're not uh they were really confused and the u.s was really confused too because they were all in the report because they kind of wondered why would these soviets come to us and just ask us a thousand questions about remote viewing and in the report they basically chalk it up to they were trying to spy on us and they did a bad job but let's hang on let, let's think about what was said in this report in 1977. so they said that a cosmonaut came to them uh-huh how many cosmonauts existed in the soviet union uh, by the time of uh, you know by the uh, you know uh, by the time of 1977 uh during the time uh, uh, that uh, they did they had a space they had a space program the Vostok program ran from 1961 to 1963 and it only did six missions so you could easily narrow that down to who the cosmonaut was but they decided not to print his name either who is it it's probably fucking no one <laughs> they probably made it up Oh. They probably put it in there. To f they probably put it in there just just as a, uh, a a false story to sort of make to sort of a legend, you know, that they could create to say a cosmonaut approached us and he said the Soviet Union was researching and had a program in remote viewing, mm. and he was shocked that we and he was shocked we didn't. What a hmm. weird guy. I don't remember who he is, even though they only did six missions. Hmm. Interesting. Because I wouldn't even think to go there. Because if, if you think of our cosmonauts or astronauts, you could easily you would easily know who they were, especially given the year 1977. Yeah, I mean, I would, but yeah, people would for sure. I think it, yeah. I mean, if you were in 1977, you were reading that report, I would think like, oh, shit, the Soviets are like way ahead of us. If, if this is just some random space guy, a cosmonaut, you know, unless he's like literally, uh, unless he's a, literally a Russian guy who took a lot of drugs and they're, t and they mean, they meant to say psychonaut because, you know, the, he's like some pre spaceman three guy, but he's not. Um, but anyways, I thought that was really interesting that they put in there. Because I read that as just like a really badly written propaganda piece that they tucked, that they tried to tuck away as a piece of information for later. Um, Interesting. But they also really looked at telepathy. Like I said, that was the other thing that they looked into. That yeah. they didn't really have a lot of success in telepathy. Uh, mostly, so they did. No, that was clairvoyance. Uh. Yeah, remote viewing. If you say remote viewing one more time, <laughs> just say clairvoyance. Clairvoyance. Uh, but anyway, remote viewing makes me. I feel like I'm gonna turn on the TV from like the '90s. You know, the real big problem with clairvoyance was that there was no reliable high quality data on these techniques. Like they had a lot of trouble breaking it down into raw scientific data, like mathematics yeah. or, uh, you know, uh, scientific equations. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, 
there's no explanation for it because it's probably untrue. However, in the field of telepathy, they actually had a lot of success. More so in that, in terms of generating raw data and, uh, in fact, having numbers and scientific equations to actually back up uh, mathematically sophisticated tools that they were looking into. Um, so uh, they were the focus of this was really like mind to mind messaging, um, like trying to put a message into someone's mind. And it was literally, and this is a quote from the article, involuntary psychological and behavioral changes in target individuals. So they were like trying to change people. Uh, change, yeah, try, mm, try right now, Robbie. Mm, mm, let you me know, give you a message. Thing. Yeah. Like, like the sort of like if this. All right. What was my message, Robbie? I don't know how available tinfoil was in the Soviet Union, but these the, the, the victims of these people really could have avoided, you know by like really wrapping them around and just like avoiding that. Cause I assume that's how it worked. Um, but they actually had, um, a scientist, uh, working for them, uh, that the, they identified as actually like a really respected scientist outside of the Soviet union in the, um, scientific community. And so the, so as far as this report states, they were convinced, uh, uh, they were, as far as this report states, they were convinced that this guy, um, the fact that this guy is, was at least providing a consulting role on uh, telepathy, that this, that his, that the results were legit, and that they were developing something in this. Um, the, the weird thing was is that they were saying that they, the CIA, couldn't obtain any analytical results, so they weren't able to get printouts of this, but they did confirmed that there was a U that there was one that there is no compatible US research except for one exception, which is a USSR telepathy experiment that was repeated twice in the United States with exactly similar results to the one done in the USSR. They don't state what that experiment was, but they do acknowledge that it exists. Probably something where you, they were wore something on their head with the little things, you know, with the monkeys and the. Uh, uh, we we uh damn it the monkeys died. It was the exact same thing that, that happened in Russia. Um, anyways, um, so uh, this guy G A uh, Sergeyev who studied these uh, electrical sort of like uh, what is it uh, emanations from living organisms. Uh, was on this uh, sort of like part-time um, methodological, uh, you know, uh, sort of consulting role to this. And that was the guy that they were really worried about. And they ended up um, realizing that they actually probably misidentified this study uh, of that he was doing with a different study, which is where they were testing the behavioral effects of non-ionizing electromagnetic radiation on people. So they were really just radiating people and being like, how do you feel? And they were like, I'm dying. And they were like, they were like, oh wait, he's, he's, he's not doing the, the, the telephone shit. He's, he's just fucking, uh, you know, testing this shit out. Um, the father but, of 5G. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, 
and ugh, I just uh, I just was in the chapel on that today where they had uh, Brace and Liz, and that was pretty funny to hear Liz. Um, I don't know if you listened to it, but she starts explaining it, and then she's like, "I'm sounding like I'm defending it," you know, which is really funny. Um, but it's going to kill us all. You're right. Um, but um, now I'm like, now I want to get into the good stuff, which is black match. And the M4 facility. I can't tell if you're serious or not. Sometimes. No, this is okay. This is this okay. So like that was the boring stuff. I had to like get all the formal shit out of the way. But now I'm gonna get into like the hearsay. Now I'm gonna get into the stuff where I could like speculate. Yeah, the um, the TLDR on that is that there was a Soviet MK Ultra type of thing, and it was probably bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of this, a lot of stuff in this report was probably their worries written down alongside of their, it's, it's, it's like their notes section. You know what I mean? It's, it's their, it's their class notes that they finally ended up releasing onto the world. And it's also all like the little fake shit that they were the little side jokes they wrote with their buddies, you know, that, well, this is, this is the boring part of the of the paranormal uh, end of the, of the government research and then the black magic shit. Like that's the, God, that would this be, is where, this is where you fade in the, with the rebel. You should say more, 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 you know, that song. Like, you know, this is, you know, cause whenever I say black magic and the M4 facility with the rebel, yeah, you know, just play that. Um, so 1969, the Soviets made an official group to collect info on black magic. And they uh, decided that they were going to have the director called uh, D.G. Mirza um, in this document, who I've tried to look up information on him and I can't find anything about him. Um, so he, uh, this that might be a pseudonym that they're using. Um, and they decided to give the Black Magic Study its own secret lab, which they decided to call M4. And M4 was located in Moscow, and it had the task of identifying locating and evaluating the capabilities of sorcerers, witches, and finding their incantations. So much fun. So much fucking fun. Imagine how much fun that would be. Yeah. So you're just like, yeah. So you you get out of uh, KGB school and you're a young, uh, you know, you're a young officer and you're like, oh boy, uh, where am I going to get assigned? And they say, oh, you, we're going to need you to go to the M4 facility, and we're going to have you watch this guy jerk off onto a cracker and throw it into a fire. And supposedly, that's going to bring a hot chick into the room. Mm -hmm. The hot chick could kill you, so don't yes. with it. No, 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 no. Come on. You got to change the story, man. I got to have sex with this fucking thing. This is, uh, and... Well, that's and the goal, thus man. End, thus ends the career of a horny horny but you know uh very inter but you know but very interested uh kgb agent um i don't know if they did shit like that there um but there you know what there's a pretty good chance that they did um because what year was this this was the end of the 60s right my 1969 my favorite year nice because of the 69 yep yeah, so this also, was this was after like Crowley was dead and after Parsons was dead and Hubbard was still doing stuff. So this is that that fun time where magic was like 
sort of a, a on the government's radar where like they didn't take it seriously, but like some avenues of it, they took it very seriously. They they kept an eye on all these people. Like but we I think even, this is bullshit, but in case. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, because like the, you know, the feds had files on like Parson and Hubbard and all them. And in it, they, they are explicitly like, these dudes are really fucking weird and they say they're magicians. And like the general response is like, they're full of shit. But if anything cool happens, let us know, you know. The, the thing about this report is that the CIA says, like, one of the things that they, the conclusions that they come to in this is that, and you could take this as, like, uh, either, like, as them being like, God, I hope this didn't happen, or them be, or, or them just definitively saying, like, yeah, we, yeah, we got them onto this, and, and, and we should, we should keep them going on this, because this is the funniest stuff, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but, um. The CIA said that they it was unlikely that they actually developed anything from this. But regardless, they had like a really uh, strict system that they would follow. Um, they had a really broad range of investigations, uh, which I assume means like from like killing sheep and, you know, trying, yeah. trying to Weird stop. Weird probably happened, but nothing came about. Like they were yeah. like, okay, so you're going to sacrifice all these goats and then you're going to say this – you know, this girl's going to come out and fucking have sex with me, and then yeah. I can't, you know? Yeah, and and, and then it like, doesn't happen. The girl never comes in. Yeah. So. And then down the hallway, uh, there's, you know, there's, like, a guy with a briefcase, and he's like, I stole this from the CIA. They call it LSD. I don't believe it does anything. Uh, let's put it in Solomon's drink. Yeah. Um, he's dead at that time, I think. When did... Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. He's long gone. Um, but they had the M1 facility, which I mentioned before, uh, which was associated with M4. And M1 uh, was a small lab. And that is the base. Oh. Uh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm about to get to it. But uh, the M1 facility was a small lab. And that's the base where they put potential employees and who worked with psychics and psychics lived there, and you could actually, the employees could go there, and you could meet and evaluate those psychics, and uh, without exposing either the extent or intent of your research. So I assume this was kind of like probably not a great place uh, for, you know, this is where they kept the probably like psychic people that did not want to work with them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the M2 facility, which was larger. And it was staffed by researchers whose activities were still monitored. Uh, but the existence of the, facil- the facility um, had – it was serious, but it was not classified research. So I think this is – they, they took the information from M- M1 and they gave it to M2. And then they would bring it to M3, which was staffed by technicians. And this is really where that they would apply the research. And this is where they would, this, this is where the covert shit happened. This is where like the stranger things, Demi Gorgon summoning, like probably happened. Um, and this is, this was the restricted info facility. And what I think is that, uh, the, and and this is the, and also why I think it's disinformation is because they did have the contact of someone who was trying to immigrate to the, um, to, to the United States from USSR, and when they asked about this program, 
he told the United States that they actually had received disinformation on this program. So they were really suspicious. So they were the one thing you could take away is, the, the, is that the United States was trying to find out anything the Soviets were trying to do with black magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and who I think was working at M4 and had his, because he did have his own covert research facility, was this dude named Wolf Messing. Psychic guy. Yeah. Really, 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 really weird dude. Um, Wolf Messing is this guy that I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out fact from fiction, so I'm just going to kind of throw it all out there. And he was this psychic and telepath, and... A lot of people like mislabeled him as a Rasputin figure uh, to Stalin, uh-huh. like you know, like a, a Rob to you, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but this this is actually like a really bad misconception. Like, by no means did he consider himself like Stalin's magician, and uh, they actually like really didn't like each other. And you'll you'll find out why. Um, how did you know that Rob Robert said that to me? Uh, well, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> okay. Sometimes, uh, you know, that they say the reincarnation thing. You know, maybe if Stalin just came back as a nice, sweet, quiet boy, and. Uh, you know, Rasputin came back as a stoner. <laughs> right. Okay. So this is actually happening at the same time as the Montauk stuff, the late 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only thought about that because you brought up the Stranger Things shit. But yeah, like, it's this is going on at the same time uh, in both this, places. This was like their Montauk. Yeah. So, so Wolf Messing supposedly, like, has, like, met Marilyn Monroe and like Gandhi and Sigmund Freud and Albert Einstein. I'm just going to get like all the crazy story shit out of the way um, first, because the one weird thing about Wolf Messing is that like for every like famous person that he interacted with, there's also a stupid, crazy story that follows it that I can't find any proof about, but it's all over. Like if you look up this guy, you'll find this shit listed like in like a fucking like YouTube, uh, you know, video is fact. Uh, you'll find it like just like on like the I I've, I found like the worst like weirdest uh you know uh I found like the worst weirdest like six 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 end of the world websites just with like tons of wolf messing stories and I'm like I can't use any of this it's just like unbelievable secondhand information on somebody else's website it could be fanfic for all I know um but uh, the stuff that I was able to find that was repeated and I was like okay I'll I'll talk about this was that um, apparently he proved his abilities uh, with Sigmund hanging out with Sigmund Freud and Albert Einstein, where uh, he said, hey, I'll prove my abilities. Uh, you know, um, someone thinks something, and I'll, I'll do whatever you're thinking. And so Sigmund Freud starts thinking of something, and then uh, uh, so Wolf Messing leaves the room because he realizes the thought and, and reads it and comes back with tweezers. And goes up to Einstein and just fucking uh, plucks a little bit of his uh, mustache out. Einstein's like, "Why? Why did you do that, man?" And then he looks at, he looks right at uh, Freud, and Freud's like, "Yeah, I, I, I said it with my head. Why don't you go grab some tweezers and pluck out a little bit of Einstein's uh, mustache?" And to me, that reads like a fucking bad joke. 
I hope that's true. But, uh, yeah, where did he get the tweezers? Who's who's just got tweezers lying around? If, if you think that story is unbelievable, let's start the let's start the story of how he actually came to know Stalin, which was the fact that he um, was born in uh, Russian-controlled Poland, and. Uh, when the Nazis invaded, uh, Hitler actually had a bounty on his head. He put like, uh, what is it, 200k Reich marks on his head because he said that uh, because he was actually a, like a well-known psychic at the time. And in the 1920s, there, there, and 30s, there was that whole spiritual uh, revival thing with Ouija boards and whatnot. And uh, Hitler himself was into the occult, so he was probably looking at this guy. And he, Hitler did not like a guy that said that if Hitler goes to war against East, death awaits him, uh, which happened anyway. Uh, and so Hitler put this bounty on his head, and the Nazis actually, as the story goes, the Nazis found him after they entered Warsaw, and he fought off one of the Nazis when they took him prisoner, and the other Nazi, uh, he mind-controlled into his cell, and he managed to lock the other Nazi in the cell, and he ran away. And that is the story. And Hang on, I gotta pause there and say, I don't know if that happened. They probably definitely did arrest him because they arrested Franz Barden around the same time also, who's like one of the big like hermetic magic dudes. Yeah. And he was like known in his village as like being like a healer and like a stage magician. And when the Nazis came to town, they tried to scoop up all those like dudes and were basically like, work for us or go to a concentration camp. So, like, Barden definitely was in a concentration camp, so I would imagine that Wolf was also in one as well, and I hope that he Dillinger'd his way out through his brain. Oh, God. Man. Uh, yeah, I also, yeah, like, I don't think it was a thing where, like, he got away immediately and and and, and, and Jedi mind-tricked uh, the Nazi Like, as much as, it's either that or the Nazi officers were like, doo-hoo-hoo, and they were just, like, complete morons did not know about the 200k Reichsmark bounty, uh, even though the article I read specifically sort of, like, alliterates that situation and makes it sound like, you know, the Nazis absolutely knew who he was when they picked him up. Um, but it, anyways, he got away, and uh, he made it to the Soviet border, and they uh, and uh, NKVD officers found him, and the NKVD officers knew who he was, and rumor has it Stalin sent a private jet for him because Stalin really wanted to meet him. And when uh, they met him, Stalin tested him, and he gave him two tests. And the first test was that Stalin said that he wanted uh, him to visit him at his country house, and the country house is well-guarded, and uh, essentially, you know, visiting a world leader at that time in their country house was going to be hard if you were just like some guy and showed up. But he, rumor has it somehow, showed up and said that he was Beria and got in. Hell yeah. And then his second test was to go to a state bank and withdraw 100,000 rubles, which he decided to do immediately. So he just brought a blank piece of paper up to the bank teller, put it on the bank, and the teller just went and just got him the 100,000 rubles and put it right there, and he went and brought it back to Stalin. Um, I just want to say that the, these stories are definitely fake, 100%. <laughs> I, think, I think Stalin definitely knew who he was, 
Uh, but I also think Stalin uh, met him and these stories were just kind of glorified because, you know, it's like conflict. As we know now, conflict brings boredom and legend is better than fact. So these stories float up here and that's what it was like. Uh, it's also Stalin- wonderful propaganda. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that really was something that the Soviets were really good at. But like, yeah, they, they probably were. Yeah, they probably were like, oh, it's it's great that these two people are meeting because they're two figures in our in our country, one from the old past and one from the new future, and they're coming together. I wonder how popular Rasputin was around this time in like Russian pop culture, and if uh, if they could have used Wolf to be like. Yo, I got one too, dog. Uh, maybe. I I don't. Uh, but the thing is, Rasputin was a, a czar thing, you know, and they didn't like the czar at all. Why would they want to carry on with uh, something that happened with the czar? Well, that's what I was asking, because like now he's like this big mythological, like everyone loves the story of Rasputin. Also, I think it's more us. I think we conjure up that i think over in russia they probably don't even like rasputin that much because he's associated with the czar we were more pro czar over here i don't know i do know that stalin uh really did want to do some uh crazy ass things uh with uh black magic and i assume that when he asked wolf messing to do this wolf messing was like are you kidding uh, because he wanted to attempt to transform the climate of Soviet Asia, which was, that was one of his ideas. And mm-hmm. then he also wanted to uh, grow lemon trees on soil in the cold Russian climate. And like, you know, it's like you probably, you know, you be, you meet Wolf Messing, you're like, I got these two great ideas, man. And Wolf Messing's like, I'm more of a smoke and mirrors kind of guy. You know, that sounds like a miracle sort of thing. And uh, so he was really interested in like moving. Stalin was interested in like moving mountains with this shit, and they did not get the results that right. they wanted. So imagine how terrifying it would be if you're a smoke and mirror stage magician and you're just a professional bullshitter, and then fucking Stalin's like, "Hey, come here, make a tree grow, dog." <laughs> could you could you make it warmer? No, no, no. I'm not talking about like a fire. Like I mean, like raise the te- could you raise the temperature in general? <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, but somehow I think this guy got away with it. And somehow I think this guy got that M4 facility. And he basically was on the payroll. And um, he did make a lot of predictions. And he tried to be sort of like a, he did try to be sort of like that telepath that people looked for. And I do think that also, now that I think about it, and now that you mention it, was propaganda probably because he uh, he did predict the he he did try to do the outbreak of World War II. And he was close, but he's off by a week. And then he said he had a vision of Soviet tanks entering Berlin, but that didn't really exactly happen. It, it was true. Yes. Well, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was Soviet personnel that entered, not tanks. Oh, it might have been tanks. I think they were getting they just whatever they could get. i'm sure tanks entered berlin yeah. at some point. i mean damn that's a, pr- that's a pretty good guess also a pretty cool thing to say you know at that time it'd be like oh man i'm seeing that so you know nice image it puts it puts everyone's el- it, that image in everyone else's head so, yeah um 
But so where where are we at time wise? Oh, oh, uh, I am pretty much almost done. I got like a little bit more to talk about. Okay. Yeah, but uh, there was a tank standoff between the U.S. and um the Soviets in the sixties. Yeah, that was with uh, John F. Kennedy, and yeah, that's a totally different thing. Yeah. That was in October of 61 when tanks faced off in Berlin. Yeah, I think he was just talking about in World War II when the Soviets... But what if he wasn't, man? What if he was talking about the fucking 60s? You know what I'm saying? That was past. That was the past, you idiot. Look, I'm just saying, dude. Time is... It's cyclical, dog. It's, um... But what if this guy is just reincarnated Rasputin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just making the same mistakes... That they they're just bro, we're doing the same thing. Bro, the same time, bro so. we're doing the same thing we did ten years ago. We're trying to do it again, just like I said in the beginning. Yeah, the only time that that, that I could find a tank, a uh, Soviet tank in Berlin, was in sixty uh, one. So, I'm, World War Two, the Soviets entered Berlin. I'm sure they had a fucking tank or two. Did they have tanks when they entered? That's what I'm trying. I I just googled Soviet tanks Berlin. And everything is coming up with this battle of Berlin. It's not, it's not like, it's not super important to <laughs> note in history. Fucking, fucking Wolf said we would, Your fucking, fucking Wolf said we would be able to drive the tanks and why can't we? <laughs> Hold on, comrade, we'll be able to drive them in, don't worry. Fucking Wolf said we would be able to, I don't understand. Also, there's a bunch of mess everywhere, it's probably hard to get tanks to even like, Drive on the road. No, 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 Wolf said we would be able to do it, so drive them forward, you know. I don't know. Um, but the purpose of the Black Magic at the end, like like the bottom purpose, was to uh, research military intelligence. Like, like the Black Magic was for the military, specifically, and the Black Magic would also be targeting individuals and groups in society, which I assume was, like, you know, for the uh, KGB, uh, what is it, like, uh, the United States and Britain, uh, and uh, the CIA thinks that they had low uh, success probability for this Black Magic, uh, but really high success for remote viewing. Uh, there's that word again. Um, uh, and they did make two pieces of equipment which was the Kirkland uh, or the Kirkland uh, photography device, which that is the thing that helped them show auras and in different emotions and physical states. And then the Sergeyev detector, which registers variations in electrical and magnetic fields surrounding living organisms, uh, mood rings, uh, as we talked about earlier. <laughs> um, and then I have this third part that I want to talk about, which is the possibility that this was all bullshit and that it's all fake because I'm going to talk about this thing called Project Stargate. Which it's is a show, a television show. Oh, yeah. First, it was the CIA. And it's uh, also the reason why we invaded Iraq because we want to get the Stargates that are in there because the Mesopotamians had direct links to the Pleiadians. Just saying, dog. Wait, is that a... Uh, no, I'm thinking of StarCraft. Sorry. StarCraft. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, the portals? I was like, I was like, didn't we ally with the Protoss for a reason? Like, you know, <laughs> get to the portal, the Zerg, the fucking Zerg on our back. And um, I'm the only person that knows what you're talking about. 
uh, when 9-11 happened, I remember playing, um, like, a 9-11 version of StarCraft, like, like a 9-11 version of StarCraft that someone made, like, online. Like, they had two, like, the Zerg, th- like the Zerg things, the towers, and they reenacted. And then you had to, like, reenact the invasion of Iraq. And, and, and it was probably, like, really racist. Oh, for sure. Like, like in retrospect. But, uh, uh, but you know, it's, uh, I was, like, I was, like, 12, and I was, like, yeah, I'm going to go watch Raw, thanks, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Project Stargate was, in 1972, it was... A uh, classified report was made uh, claiming that the Soviet Union was pouring money into programs involving ESP and psycho and like psychokinesis. And in response, the U.S. decided that they would have the Stanford Research Institute in uh, Melville Park, California. And this institute uh, enlisted this guy Yuri Geller, and Yuri Geller was this uh, dude who could bend spoons with his mind. So the CIA was super impressed with him, and they decided that. Uh, they really wanted to, uh, what they were really into, the psych, that they were satisfied with the psychokinesis, but they couldn't really use it. Um, and they, what they were really interested was what the Soviets had probably actually accomplished and what was elaborated in that previous report, which is mind control. Um, they really wanted more information on how to read minds, mind control. They really wanted that remote viewing, that sweet, sweet, sweet remote viewing. Um, but by the late 1970s, the program was shut down and it was moved to Fort Meade, Maryland. It was funded for decades. Uh, this guy Charlie Rose from North Carolina said, "It seems like it seems to me like a hell of a cheap radar system." And he has no idea uh, how bad of a quote that is because in 1995, the CIA released a reflective report on the pro- on the operation, saying that it was a failure. And they said it remains unclear whether the existence of paranormal phenomena, remote viewing. Uh, uh, has been demonstrated, though the analysis acknowledged that some trials had been successful and that something beyond odd statistical hiccups is taking place. They concluded that any information remote viewing had provided had been too vague and ambiguous and did not produce actionable results. Hmm. Okay, yeah. So, um, and that's it. And that's where we land. Nice. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That was cool. All bullshit though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. You you say that, but given all the NSA shit, they probably took something away from there. Uh, well, here, let me try it. I'm open up right now. I, I just sent you a message. What did I say, Robbie? You said... Did you say you wanted to give me head? <laughs> no, that was me. Oh, that my was- wires got all crossed. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. That's really... That's weird, because I was saying I want Sal to give Robbie head. So it's like a big triangle here. So is that salvageable? You think you're going to be able to use that? I want to use all of it. I'm not editing any of that. Splice. Like, yeah, you, you keep talking about splicing. We don't splice, bro. That's going the whole way in. Yeah, this is all, yeah, because, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's what, three hours? We're now Joe Rogan's podcast? We're at 2.15 <laughs> right now, so we're doing good. It's a little okay, double episode. You, you can split this in half, and it'll be good. We'll see what's up. What do up. you mean? I mean, I'll probably just have it be like a long-ass thing, but. Yeah, just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, my, 
who who am I to to explain anything or you know? So. <laughs> Fucking yeah, that was probably definitely propaganda against the Soviet. I mean, honestly, that could have been used since it's around the same time as like uh, alleged Montauk stuff, and then MK ultra type of stuff that also could have just been a thing where people who are trying to get a budget in America were like, yo, the Soviets are doing some crazy shit dogs. So we got to keep up with them. So <laughs> I, uh, we Charlie need to Rose, spend a bunch of money on this shit too, dude. Charlie Rose, uh, is not sending in his expense reports. Uh, so we might as well just allocate some money for him with this project, uh, Stargate thing we're trying to do. Uh, you know, we could just keep all those under the table and just say it's uh, say it's my control. Hell yeah. All right, guys, I got to masturbate. There you go. Cool. So we're doing that now. That's a great way to end the episode. I'm just going to end it right there that we're all going to go masturbate. (laughs) Yeah. One, two, three. Let's go.